Hi everyone and welcome to Obsessed. Woo! That right there is Ariana. And that's Jeff. And I know that we recently did a Mambo number no. 5 episode, <laughs> but we're back for another music-related episode, and I promise it'll blow your mind. Um, Ari, just to confirm, you have no idea what song I'm going to be talking about or anything, right? I have no clue, and I truly live for these surprise episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so, um, yes, I love surprising you, um, and I've been, like, literally obsessed with this song that I'm about to talk about, um, for, like, a few weeks now, but, um, Ari, have you heard of the song 433 by John Cage? No, 433, no. Okay, amazing. So, what if I told you that you and the listeners have been listening to it since the beginning of this episode? (laughs) What? <laughs> All right, so... Uh, I said, that's not so. <laughs> I would probably say the same thing um, if I were in your position. Okay, so Ari, I'm going to text you real quick the song from Spotify. I want you to open it and just start playing it, and I want to hear your thoughts, okay? Okay. And here you go. I'm sending it to you right now. Cool, just sent. Okay, let's see. What do you think? I don't hear... Do I hear anything? <laughs> okay, you don't hear I'm, anything? <laughs> I'm literally up to 15 seconds, and it sounds like a static. Okay, all right, so that's something, right? Is that... I, it <gasps> just sounds like <laughs> noise <laughs> in, like, B-roll? <laughs> okay, do you, want, do you want me to get into it? I do. I do, okay. but I want to make sure that, like, I'm... Like, it says it's playing. I want to make sure I'm hearing what it is. <laughs> I think I, I think I am. Are you vibing? Like, is it, it, is this like a song that you could see like in your top like playlist? Are you, are you Wait, Jeff, are you it? doing a bit? What, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> because maybe it's the FaceTime that I can't hear anything. All right. You know what, Ari? I'll just, let's just get into the song. Okay. No, I'm just going to, oh my God. You know what I'm going to do? Um, what? I'm just going to Google it really quick. Okay. Perfect. Okay. I'm playing it. And now a performance oh. of... Oh yeah, you can watch the performance if you want. <laughs> a little bit of it. I I'm watching the performance, everyone. Which you can just go find. It has 8.3 million views and and this dude closed his piano and pressed a timer. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, all right, that that I think that's okay. a great segue into so, in- it worked. So it worked, Jeff. It wasn't the the um, FaceTime. Yes, it, we, you were not having some kind of, like, technological <laughs> issue with FaceTime or Spotify or anything. Guys, I promise, because I could barely hear anything, and I was like, wait, wait, is this working? So it's just, like, a little, like, static. Okay, so... Let's let's get into this. Okay. So what you just heard was a song called 433, which is also pronounced four minutes and 33 seconds because you guessed it. It's four minutes and 33 seconds long. Okay. <laughs> but the song is by um, an experimental composer named John Cage. And it was composed in 1952 for any instrument or combination of instruments, but the score instructs that performers do not play their instruments during the entire duration of the song. So that would explain the lack of instruments and vocals in any of the, the performances you watch or on Spotify. 
That explains why John Cage in the video sat at his piano and literally closed it and just sat there. Exactly. And it was one of like the most beautiful performances I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I didn't know if it was like a Polar Express thing where like it's 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 like uh, frequency magic? that like, oh. like that only certain people can hear. Oh, like the jingle bells. <laughs> yeah, which is also magic in Polar Express. Yes, or like remember um, there would be like when we were in middle school, like that very high pitched sound that like adults couldn't hear but like kids yes. could hear. Do you remember that? Yes. Um, so no, I promise that this is not the case. <laughs> um, Okay, so 433 was first performed at an outdoor music festival in Woodstock, New York, actually. Um, So, yeah, upstate New York. Um, And it was at a festival that premiered, like, new piano music at the time. It was at the Maverick Concert Hall. Um, So the audience watched as a pianist named Dave Tudor, who took John Cage's um, uh, piece, uh, composition, um, and sat at the piano. And he just sat there in silence for over four minutes. Occasionally, he would open or close, like, the piano lid and maybe he'll rustle his sheet music, but ultimately people were so freaking confused and, uh, the song and the performance were met with a great criticism. Um, as uh, one would probably understand. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, mm-hmm. I feel like if I was seeing a show and someone came and did that, I'd be like, what, what's going on? Yeah. And like four minutes and 30 seconds of, of, Silence is a very yeah. long time. <laughs> so John Cage, who was a compo- composer, he offered some super intriguing insights when asked after the performance, um, like, what, 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 what was the whole point of this? And he said mm-hmm. that people in the audience completely missed the point. They did not get it. And they just criticized the quote-unquote silence. Um, However, John then went on, went on to say that there's no such thing as silence. So what the audience thought was silence was actually full of accidental sounds. They just didn't know how to listen. Hmm. So during the first performance, you may have heard the wind blowing outside, maybe the rain on the roof, or you may have heard some interesting noises that other people were making as they walked away from the performance because they didn't really like it that much. So no two people heard the song the same way. And that's that was basically the whole point of it. Like, it's such a beautiful thing that this piece was designed that it would be different with every performance, perceived differently by every listener, and will never be able to be replicated because each listen is mm-hmm. unique. And that's kind of the whole point of it. <laughs> that's so interesting. I, like, I love that. And I do think that that's beautiful. I also understand people, like, I don't think I would get up and walk away, but I also do understand people missing the point because they have expectations of what they're going to see, right? It's not like, come to this experimental um, music show, and you're like, cool, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. Like, you see someone sitting at a piano, and you think they're going to play. So when they don't, you're, like, completely thrown off. So I don't know if it's, like, yeah, I don't know if it's, like, people, like, purposefully being close-minded. I think they're just, like, that's not what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. So I do think it's, like, a beautiful message. Yes, yeah. And it's interesting, too, that, like, there are full, like, orchestras with, like, 20 different instruments or whatever, but like none of them are allowed to play <laughs> this yeah. song. That is, <laughs> oh. that really is so wild. I mean, it is like an, um, 
it's just a reminder to like listen right like I mean you wouldn't yes. hear yes, music Abby. if you didn't listen and like pay attention exactly so I get yeah I get from them like musicians perspective too because they literally are doing this like 24 7 to like create and also like edit their work and things like that like they are they are hyper sensitive to it to make music for a living um so I do yeah I feel like it's like a nice little instead of like an intermission it's kind of like a little intermission yeah kind of but it's it's almost like you're intentionally listening yeah. to yeah. to what what you think is supposed to be happening but like if you pay attention you're like oh there are like other sounds happening in, mm-hmm, in the room or mm-hmm. like in the auditorium that you're listening in. Um, so John Cage had the idea for this song in 1951 when he visited um, the anechoic chamber at Harvard University. So for those mm. that don't know, an anechoic chamber is a room designed in such a way that the wall, ceiling, floor all absorb sounds that are made into the room rather than reflecting them as echoes. So this room is like heavily, heavily soundproof and is one of the most quiet man-made places pretty much like on the planet yeah 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 you know who who made one of those sorry um to go on a little bit of a tangent no, no, but no. um um oh my gosh the celebrity um like medium and psychic what's his name tyler henry oh tyler uh, henry henry yeah yeah yeah, yeah tyler henry, henry. henry. i love henry him. Ty- Henry Todd. I, I mean, saw I saw him in a oh, show. What's his name? Oh, did you? Like yes. in person? Yes. Um he does the uh he like scribbles in the notebook, right? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Um I love him. He has a whole uh series on Netflix. Yes. Um but he created one of those like in his home. He and his dad built it because his brain is full of just, you know, constant communication and spirits are trying to communicate with him and blah blah blah. So when he literally needs to like hear nothing or just like be calm he goes into that chamber yes oh that's awesome that and that makes yeah. a lot of sense too like you're you're constantly being bombarded with these like spirits yeah. from from beyond mm-hmm. um that's really interesting yeah i saw him um he had a live show in like times square i went like maybe a year ago um, oh my god what was it, it was, good <laughs> It was very cool. He, like, he would pick people out in the audience and then start, like, scribbling in his, like, notebook, which was how he contacted his spirits. Yeah. And some of the things were spot on. Like, I don't know how he knew. And then other things, like, it was kind of like a, a hit or a miss moment. Um, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. But maybe we should we should do an episode about that type of uh, practice <laughs> at some point. Oh, my God. I would um, love that. Yeah. But that's I'm so happy that you brought him up because I completely forgot about him. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like you you never told me that. I guess I didn't even tell myself because I completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, okay, yeah. So, anyway, uh, John Cage entered this anechoic chamber expecting to hear silence, but he later reported that he heard two sounds. One was, like, a high frequency, one was a low frequency. And when he described them to the, the Harvard engineer... Um, the engineer told him that the high uh, sound that he was listening to was actually his, like, nervous system in operation, <gasps> and the low one was his, like, blood circulation. So he he went into what? a place. Yeah, so it was so quiet that he, he heard his blood literally, like, pumping through his body. And that it was is in, nuts. Yeah, and I, I was also reading, too, that, like, people can't st- stay more than 45 minutes in these anechoic chambers because, like, the, the lack of sound, like 
starts messing with your head because you you all you hear is like the pumping of your blood and then that makes your heart race and then you get like anxious so that is that is really really wild and it reminds me of um remember when i did um oh gosh what was it called it's like it's supposed to it's supposed to like replicate what it's like to be in the womb but it's like that like um you like float in the oh, in the um, bath is it a uh, se- uh, sensory deprivation or something like that yeah it's something yes. like that but anyway you can like go to these places where you're like in a basically like a mini pool like a little bit bigger than a bathtub and you float in it and it's dark and there's no sound you can like choose to put the music on or you can have no sound at all it's definitely not to the extent of these chambers. Yeah. But like it's silent Wait, when you're you, not listening to music. I did you one. Went? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I did one and not hearing anything, but like either me splashing the water or like I like start to fall asleep and then I like jolt out and then I like hear my body splash in. Like it just I, I ended up having like so much anxiety during the yeah. session. During the hour. Um I didn't I didn't, like, love it. Um, but it was really, really interesting because you, like, don't hear anything. And then and then the things that you do hear, like, your heart and, like, other weird things, you freak out and you, like, because you don't, like, don't know what they are. Yeah, and it's not like you hear those sounds every second of every single day because you have so many other sounds in your environment that drown it out. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I wonder if you do it again, like, knowing what you know now, if you'd, you'd like it a lot better a second time. Yeah, I do think that it's, like, a like a practice like people buy like multiple sessions and things like that and they go back um so i would maybe give it a go especially because now i know that there's supposed to be a pillow behind your head and you're not supposed to um somehow keep your head afloat for an hour oh god that's why your heart was like racing because you were literally trying to like stay afloat (laughs) i was trying to not drown for an hour Um, (laughs) that sounds torturous yeah i was like i don't know if this is my thing um (laughs) Oh my god. I think I do need to give it a go like the right way. Anyway, you need to to divert the combo. Oh my gosh. No, that that's that's so cool though. I would love to try that. Um but yeah, so after John Cage like realized that even when he was in the most like quiet environment that he's ever been in, he still heard sound. So he kind of came to the conclusion that true silence is impossible. Um, because everything, yeah. like, probably even in, like, a vacuum, like, in space, like, makes sound, too. So, because of this, um, he became obsessed with this notion of silence. So, 433 was somewhat of, like, in a way to escape music in everyday life and just, like, really sit back and listen to the sounds that are, are usually drowned out by music. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like that's more important now than, like, ever before is just to, like, sit in silence, like, be intentional about it. Um and uh, especially now that we're, like, constantly inundated with, like, sounds from our phones and, like, we live in a city, so it's always, you know, there's sirens, you know, constantly and everything. Um, and then also just this really quick fun fact was that I read that um, jukeboxes back in the day would sometimes have silent records just, like, randomly scattered throughout it so that uh, eventually you'll have, like, a break in the music um, just oh. to kind of, like, break up, you know, add some silence to the, to the, to the noise. 
So <laughs> what's so funny about this is that like there are there have been performances of 433 all over the world, like all throughout <laughs> history since it was first uh, conceived. And it's on Spotify, as Ari, you now know. Right. I hope you save that to all your playlists. You can watch <laughs> um, performances on YouTube, on TikTok. And I was, I was actually watching a performance on TikTok on my uh, commute this morning. And <laughs> it was just this girl just like sitting there in a chair. Like she would occasionally look at the sheet music and then just like look back at the camera. <laughs> like <laughs> as if she's like reading music from the, the, the sheet music. Um, so funny. I kind of love that. Like kind of turning it into like a little bit of a bit. Yeah, yeah. She was like, I'm going to perform 433. And then she just like sat in a chair for four minutes and 33 seconds. Um, but funnily enough, this is one of my favorite fun facts. In 2010, it actually hit the UK pop charts. And that's because <laughs> a week leading up to Christmas of that year, there was a Facebook page created to encourage people in the UK to buy this new rendition of 433 to achieve the number one spot on Christmas. And then like all proceeds would go to some kind of charity. But um, artists such as the Kooks or the Cooks, I don't know how to pronounce them, um, Billy Bragg, Imogen Heap from... Uh, oh, I love Imogen Heap. Yes, you know, you know their songs. Um, and a bunch of other artists recorded the song. Um, it ended up charting at number 21, which is, like, not terrible for a song that has, like, no music. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. That's that's actually miraculous. <laughs> yes, I know. I need to actually hear this rendition, even though it's not going to sound any different from the other one. <laughs> but, um, this, this rendition was also premiered at a nightclub in the UK, and the crowd, it came on, like, randomly in the DJ mix, and the crowd was so confused. <laughs> oh my god, at a nightclub. That's a wild yes. move. Yep, yeah. And it's all kind of this, like, I don't know, I, I think of the song as, like, the perfect experiment. Like, what happens when people are expecting music and don't, and only hear the sound of their breath or, like, the sound of their environment, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, in a club, you start singing. Oh, oh, definitely. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's when you bust out the acapella. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I just really loved learning about this. And it just really got me thinking about, like, my listening experiences with songs. It really does depend sometimes on, like, your environment. Like, are you being distracted by other noises? Like, is there something visually, like, distracting you from really enjoying the music? And that's kind of what this reminded me of. It's, like, really just paying attention to the sounds that you're experiencing at any given moment, kind of. Yeah. That's so true, because once music became, like, so readily available, right, like, with iPods, and then um, services like Spotify and Apple Music, um, it, it is something for a lot of people uh, that you just listen to constantly. Like, I don't think a day goes by where I'm not listening to music. Yeah. And... And I do think that part of that is like it just becomes this routine where it's it's more about maintaining something that you're used to and less about sitting back and enjoying the music. Kind of like kind of like how people refer back to and rewatch shows um, that they, they already know what's going to happen. Right. Like people who who are a little bit more anxious they do that on purpose so they don't have anxiety. It's a little like that with like your favorite songs. Like you know exactly what it is. Right. Um, and it brings you comfort. But there has to be a part of you that like isn't actually paying attention to the music or the lyrics at all times. Like 
so I think I think you're right and and sometimes that even happens to me when I'm like rarely do I just like lay in bed and like listen to music with my eyes closed but sometimes I do if I either can't sleep or like I just did like you know I pulled like tarot cards or something like I'm trying to not be on my phone Mm -hmm. but I want to do something it's like you rediscover your favorite songs yeah or you like look at them from a different perspective or you're like these lyrics are the exact reason why this is one of my favorite fucking songs like wow I needed these lyrics now more than ever so I I definitely like understand what you're saying and I think that that's a really cool important thing I mean if music's important to you like some people don't listen to music yeah and if that's the case then maybe 433 is perfect for you (laughs) yeah maybe they'll friggin love that yeah just keep it on repeat (laughs) 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 um but yeah Ari that's a very good point um but yeah, that's that is John Cage's 433, and it's been playing in the background of this whole episode, this whole time. So I hope you've been enjoying it. <laughs> I yeah, I feel like that's so interesting. I'm like comparing it to um, like contemporary art, right, or like experimental art, yes. like physical art, and how you don't have to be into it, but it's like a socially acceptable like art form maybe not everywhere but but um like stuff that people don't get right like a blank Um, canvas hanging up on the wall at like the moma it's like that is probably worth like thousands of dollars and it's literally a blank canvas (laughs) exactly exactly but there are so many people that will go to that exhibit and love the blank canvas but there are so few people and only musicians that appreciate 433 yeah yeah exactly yep I'm sure there's, like, almost no casual music listeners or music lovers who don't make music that are, like, yeah, loved that performance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, in a way, like, the whole conversation and, like, criticism that it sparks is a part of the the art form. Like, mm-hmm. this is meant to, to start, like, sparking, you know, your your, your thought processes and everything. Like listening to your environment, like, having conversations about this piece. And, like, that's the whole point of art is to, like, talk about it and, yeah. like, process it and and share it with people. And that's exactly what John Cage did. And now all of the millions of our listeners know about this. <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting. Oh, my God. Last thing I'll say about this. I had no idea I was going to have such a... Um, somebody I know. I, I was like, Ari, this, this will be, like, a 10-minute episode. Don't worry. And Jeff is, like, Jeff keeps trying to end it. Like, he has, like, perfect closers. And I'm like, wait, wait, one more thing. Um, no, it's kind of like the, the auditory version of Stop and Smell the Roses. Yes. Right? I love that. It's like stop and listen to the silence. <gasps> yes. Like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what is what is that quote? Like silence is deafening. Silent. Yeah, I think that's so it, there, right? There's something like that. Silent like, but deadly? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not that. No, but you know, I'm sure people could go like so far with this experiment and just be like, you know, it's yes, it's not what people expected musically, but also like a take on um, how uncomfortable people are with sitting in silence and like what it brings up for them and the rate they're racing thoughts and just like so many things. Yeah, yeah, I know. I um, I I I kind of love it. I mean, I'm not gonna 
like really listen Listen, to it that much you mean mean it's not going to be on your spotify wrapped for 2023 honestly it honestly might be (laughs) 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 but i do want to like watch more performances and just like see what people do and how they react (laughs) like it is like a a social like experiment that i want to keep doing more research on Yeah, absolutely. No, that's very cool. I'm definitely going to watch a performance. Yes. <laughs> and it's good because you excited. won't disturb anyone. Like, you could turn up that volume and, oh, yeah. you know, your neighbors could sleep soundly. And, yeah, you don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> so cool. Thanks yeah. for thanks for sharing, Jeff. Oh, my gosh. Of course. Well, thank you, John Cage, and your four minutes and 33 seconds of yes masterpiece. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> All right, well, thank you, everyone. We love you, and just enjoy the silence after this episode ends. (laughs) Ah, perfectly said. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. (laughs) Oh, I loved it, Jeff.